0: This is reset. I'm Susie On, and for Sasha Ann Simons. Coming up this hour, many wards across the city are welcoming new aldermen and women. We'll hear from two council, city council newcomers. Plus, we meet three people who will serve on Chicago's brand new police district councils about the role they'll play in police oversight. But first, speaking of police, Chicago's top cop is out. Chicago Police Department Superintendent David Brown announced his resignation yesterday afternoon, less than a day after incumbent Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost her bid for re-election. His last day will be March 16th. The loss of the city's top cop also comes as crime and public safety dominated the election cycle. And on the same day, we learned that a Chicago police officer was shot and killed in the line of duty. Joining us now with more on all of this is Patrick Smith, WBEZ criminal justice reporter. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Susie. So before we get to David Brown, I want to talk about the Chicago police officer who was killed in the line of duty last night. Uh, this happened in Gage Park on the city's southwest side. What do we know at this point?
1: So we know that Officer Andres Vasquez Lasso uh, was killed in, in the shooting last night. He was 32 years old. He'd been a Chicago police officer for five years. He lived on the city's southwest side. Um, honestly, I think about two miles away from where he wow. was was killed yesterday. Um Superintendent Brown says he came from a family of public servants. Uh, and what we know about the 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 shooting and, and his killing um, is that, according to police officer, Andres Vasquez Lasso was responding to a call that a man with a gun was chasing a woman down the street. Police say, you know, two cars responded. Officer Vasquez Lasso was one of the people who chased the man. They had a close range shootout, according to Superintendent mm-hmm. Brown. And the officer was shot multiple times. Um, the other person, the man, the, the alleged killer of, office, of, of the officer, um, was also shot in that shootout. Brown said he was shot in the head but did survive.
0: Wow. Well, you mentioned there um, Superintendent Brown's uh, response to that. Uh, what are we hearing from Mayor Lightfoot and um, the two mayoral candidates vying for that spot?
1: Yeah, so so Superintendent Brown and Mayor Lightfoot were both outside of the hospital last night uh, and addressed the media. Um, they both talks about the need to support this family in, in, this, in this horrible moment of loss. Um, I think Mayor Lightfoot said we need to lift up the family in our prayers. Superintendent Brown said we, sh- we needed to cover the family. Um, and then Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis, they both put out statements um, expressing condolences and concern o- over the officer's killing.
0: Patrick, when was the last time a, a CPD officer lost his or her life in the line of duty and and how often does that happen in Chicago?
1: Uh the last time was was Ella French um mm-hmm. who was killed in uh 2021 um in a in a shootout. Uh her partner Carlos Yanez, was also shot but survived in that incident. Uh before that, uh, I believe the last killing was at was at Mercy Hospital. Uh so it happens uh you know, it happens too frequently in that it happens at all. But officers actually being killed um in the line of duty uh is 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 relatively rare here in Chicago, fortunately. Um although I guess that really depends on perspective, but once right. every couple of years it seems like it, it happens, unfortunately. Um I do know one thing that Superintendent Brown spent a lot of time talking about while he was superintendent, he's still superintendent for a couple of weeks now, was the danger that officers face every day. Officers being shot or being shot at, that certainly happens a lot more often than than the incidents where officers are killed. And that was something that Superintendent Brown really tried to highlight uh, as superintendent.
0: Well, what will you be looking for as this story unfolds?
1: Well, I mean, certainly we're going to see um, criminal charges against the provided he, he continues to survive criminal charges against the person who allegedly killed the officer. Uh, we'll have to see, I, I, I'd i assume, considering that he was apparently shot in the head that, that mm. whenever he has a bond hearing in the next few days, that that will happen remotely. Um, from his hospital bed, uh, I'm I'm sure that we will see continued calls for prayers and mourning. Obviously, we'll have the officer's funeral, which will be a very difficult time, and, and I'm sure it will will bring up more discussions of of officer safety and what we need to do to make sure that officers are safe on the street.
0: Yeah, well, you know, turning a little bit now uh, more towards uh, David Brown, as as we mentioned, he will be leaving that post soon. Was the writing on the wall?
1: It really was. I I mean, first of all, there had actually been rumors going back like more than a year that Brown was looking for the exit. Now, those did not turn out to be true, or at least the fact the idea that he was, you know, you would hear these rumors early. He's leaving tomorrow. He's leaving imminently. Those did not uh, come to fruition. But people don't spread rumors like that. People don't believe rumors like that. If everything's going great and you've got great job security, Um Every candidate challenging Mayor Lori Lightfoot in this in this last election that, that, you know, the voting was on Tuesday, obviously, they all said they would replace David Brown uh, if they were elected. So he was going to need Lightfoot to win to stay on in the position. That obviously did not happen. And even beyond, you know, electoral politics, Brown was in the role for about as long as most police superintendents last in Chicago. Some people think that's not a good thing that we kind of cycle through them every few years. But – but even if there wasn't this election, most
0: superintendents do not last more than than three or four years. That is a good point. And, and you know, do we typically see that uh, that kind of talking point of mayoral hopefuls wanting to um, oust the the top cop during the campaign cycle?
1: It certainly is not the first time that that's happened. I mean, that's one of the ways that a, a mayor in Chicago has so much control. A mayor in most cities has so much control over. police department is the ability to pick the leader. And so it kind of makes sense that if you're offering a new vision for the city, that part of that vision, you know, especially in this election where it was all about public safety, that you're going to talk about who should be leading the department.
0: So remind us what crime, specifically gun violence, looked like in Chicago when Mayor Lightfoot appointed Brown back in April 2020.
1: Yeah. So, you know, yeah, as you mentioned, April 2020, early in 2020. um, In 2019, the year that had just wrapped up, Chicago's had its third straight year of declining shootings and murders. We'd had this high point in sixteen, and we kept coming down steadily after that. Those first four months of twenty twenty, things were about on the same pace. You know, we can't know what was going to happen, but but we were at you know not an acceptable level of gun violence, but but we were we were on the downslope. Things were looking good, um, and we don't know where that trend would have gone if the pandemic hadn't happened. Mm, yeah, but of course the pandemic did happen. And like a lot of cities across the country in the midst of the pandemic and after the George Floyd uprisings, Chicago had an increase in shootings and murders. As I mentioned, we saw that in cities throughout the country.
0: Yeah. Well, Brown, uh, when he first began, he set a goal of finishing a full year in Chicago with under 300 homicides, which would be the lowest the city would have seen in 60 years. Was he in over his head?
1: Well, you know, I don't I wouldn't want to say he was in over his head. I'm not sure that I'm even qualified to say that. Uh, you know, he had spent six years leading the Dallas Police Department. Dallas is not some tiny city. He had yeah. a lot of experience as a police officer. And I'll say when he announced that that goal, and again, as you mentioned, that's not a number that we ever – that would be amazing if we got to under 300 homicides in a year here in Chicago. I really hope we do get there. Yeah. I really did not like the way that people responded to that when Brown set that goal, like with this sort of cynical derision. Why would we not want a leader whose goal is to drastically reduce gun violence? Now, sadly, for all of us, especially the people who are most affected by gun violence, that did not come come to fruition. But I, I didn't really understand why everyone sort of scoffed at the idea that Chicago could be a lot safer. That's what we should always want our police leaders to, to look for.
0: When you look at where we were as a city when Brown came into that position and where we are now, uh, how does the gun violence we're seeing today compare?
1: So we, as I mentioned, uh, Chicago, like a lot of cities throughout the country, saw a big spike in 2020 and 2021. Um, Criminologists are still sort of sorting out and trying to say why that happened. Some combination of COVID-19, you know, sort of shaking up social structures and also the George Floyd uprisings. Um, But we now have much higher levels of gun violence today than we did when Brown took over. So I'm not saying we can lay that all at his feet, but just from sti- statistically, we are not, we are much, we are less safe now than we were when David Brown took over as superintendent.
0: Well, let's look at what Brown did get done during his tenure. What would you say were Brown's biggest accomplishments?
1: Well, you know, Chicago's operating under a consent decree here, sort of a police reform plan that's that's mandated and, and enforced by the federal court. Um, Chicago started to hit more benchmarks and, you know, the sort of first... The first year plus of that, we were really falling behind on this. The department was falling behind on what they were they were required to do to reform. Chicago started to hit more benchmarks in in that area under David Brown. I should say there were still a lot of people who said, you know, we're we're hitting more benchmarks in the monitors report. But David Brown has not really reformed the culture of policing. So even that has a caveat. But that that is certainly one one uh, accomplishment I think he'd hang his hat on.
0: Uh, what what was the relationship like between Brown and rank and file police? It was really not good. Mm. Um,
1: the police union president, John Catanzara, uh, you know, I think I don't think he uh, represents every single officer, but he's elected to represent, literally represent <laughs> yeah. every rank and file <laughs> officer. And when Brown announced his resignation yesterday, it's effective March 16th. And, and Catanzara said, uh, good riddance and make it effective right now we don't you know we don't even want you sticking around for two more weeks i think that gives a sense of how a lot of officers felt about superintendent brown i'll say having interviewed a lot of officers about him in the past not in the last few weeks but in the past there was a lot of people who did not like him who didn't feel like he had their back i also did hear from a few black officers who felt like he's not the he wasn't maybe their favorite superintendent but they also thought, thought there was some unfair criticism of him Because he was a black officer coming from outside Mm. of the city.
0: Wow. Uh, Well, as we wrap up here, Patrick, uh, where is Brown headed after exiting CBD?
1: Uh, Superintendent Brown says he took a job with a personal injury law firm in his
0: home state of Texas. So headed back to Texas. Mm -hmm. That's WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith. Pat, thanks for the update.
1: Thank you.